Connecting to the big show. In three, two, one. When do we take control of our lives and our destiny? We're a small country, but we punch way above our weight. Like, I'm filming now at this stage, to be honest with you. I thought it was one of the hardest things to do. It was horrendous. We're the one for Cork and ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 1850-715-996. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. The lines are live. Let's kickstart the conversation. This is The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. On Cork's 96FM. Happy Christmas. Good morning to you and yours. Christmas Eve 2021. Friday. 24th December, such a one. It's my favourite day of the year. I love Christmas Day, obviously, but Christmas Eve, I just have a special grow for and always had. So here with you till 12, lots to do, people to meet, stuff to play, rules to be broken. It's one of those days. We'll have a bit of crack between now and midday as we wrap up the preparations. But I want to go straight away this morning to someone who, well, I don't know whether, Ger, you're actually working on Christmas Day, but a whole load of ambulance, paramedics and emergency services people will be working across uh, tomorrow, the big day, and I know you're all preparing for it. Ger, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Are you working yourself, mate? I'm actually off this year, PJ. Um, I suppose I'm over 20 years now with the uh, emergency services between the fire service and the ambulance. Um, and I've had, I suppose, three three years now I've I've managed to be off um, uh, in, in that length of time. Yeah. Um, so I am off. I am off uh, this year, PJ. And looking but, forward to it, I'd say. Looking forward to it, but you know it's it's very important to mention um, you know all of the, the frontline staff that are working this year. Um, you know, um, Christmas Christmas doesn't stop the emergencies happening. Um, you know, and I, I suppose we always need to be there in the background, just you know waiting for unfortunately that call to come in. You know, yeah. What is it like working over Christmas Day? Do you sit there in the hope that nothing will come in, or in the anticipation that something will? I suppose over the years, PJ, Christmas Day has changed a lot. No, I suppose the, the whole ambulance service has changed a lot too. It's evolved massively um, over the last, I suppose, 20 years that I know it. Um, there would have been a time where you would have gone into work on Christmas Day and you would have managed to sit down and actually have a Christmas dinner um, where you know a number of staff would come in, sometimes off duty, and they'd cook a huge Christmas dinner for, for the whole staff. And, you know, it, there was a great atmosphere around and, and it was great, um, you know, great for morale and it was a nice time of the year. You know, it, it made life easier when you were working um, on the Christmas day. But I suppose, look, like everything else, call volumes have, have increased and staff are busier and the service is busier and the health service now is, is extremely busy. Yeah. So Christmas Day is is just like any other day now. Um, it is a very, very busy day for the ambulance crews. Um you know, babies are still born, cardiac arrest still happen, um, you know, dad still goes for a, a spin on, on, on the son's bike or skateboard or rollerblades, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. all of this stuff happens, you know, on Christmas Day, probably like every other day, um, you know, and it is it is extremely busy, you know. And it's a full crew, a full staff, everything is manned as normal on Christmas Day. 
Everything is absolutely as normal on Christmas Day, uh, PJ. Um, you know, from your emergency ambulance to your, your intermediate care vehicles, your ambulance control. Um, you know, as you know, we've uh, helicopter services. Um, you know, there's, there's so much so much in the background waiting in case something does happen. Um, you know, like as well as the staff that are physically on duty, we also have, have other services as well that would be, we'd say, in a voluntary capacity. So, you know, it's important to mention as well our community first responders who are trained volunteers yes. in the community, um, you know, who will respond to a call regardless of it being, you know, Christmas Day or any other day, you know, if a cardiac arrest should happen. And they're always on standby as well, um, you know. So Christmas Day just doesn't change anything in terms of emergencies, Um Sometimes, if anything, it actually increases things. You know, yeah. as I mentioned, there, there are you know some of the daredevils out there that will will think they're better on the hoverboard or the rollerblade. But you know, <laughs> look, it's taken in good faith on the day. You know, oh, but at the same time, you know, it's important for people to be careful. You know, because yeah. it is it is extremely a busy day. You know, yeah. and nobody. I suppose wants to meet us uh, on Christmas Day or, or meet uh, the other hospital staff either, you know. Yeah. How how is it chosen the roster? Is it a draw or do you just have your turn when it comes around? Um, I, I suppose in the past it was just whatever way your your roster fell. So you were either lucky or unlucky. Um, you 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 know you generally ended up working some part of Christmas, yeah. uh, be it you know Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, be it Christmas Day, Christmas night, and not forgetting you know one of the busiest nights of the year as well, New Year's Eve. Yes. Um, and and that's just it's I suppose pretty much luck of the draw, PJ, as to where your roster landed you you know in a particular year, you know. Yeah, which I suppose is probably the best way. The draw is there, and it is what it is, and you get to prepare for it, and you know when you're on, and you know you know when you're working. So, nine 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 one one two. Those numbers, manned and staffed, as as always. Has the the pandemic, Jar, brought any additional difficulties? Yeah, I suppose like it, it has completely changed our work practice and, and how we do things. Um, in terms of you know, you're always cognizant now of PPE and hand washing even more than you ever were before. Yes. Um, you know, like we'd say. Oh, and, you know, the ambulance would need to be completely deep cleaned now as well. Um, so all of these things add up when it comes to um, to trying to get out to the next call, you know. And I suppose then you have a lot of sick people out there now, a lot, you know, a lot of worried people. Um, and then I suppose there's a lot of seclusion out there too where people are finding themselves on their own now. And, you know, that all adds to it as well in terms of um, needing help, you know. Um so it has, it has, you know, I suppose, massively affected the ambulance service. We are the HSE's frontline, frontline response, um, and you know, I think over the course of the pandemic, you know, everybody in the country really pulled together to try and try and beat it and push it back. But certainly at the forefront would have been the ambulance service and continue to be, you know, at the forefront of it as well. Um, you know, we're, we're still out there um, doing home testing and pop-up test sites and sure. all of this stuff that I suppose it, it's still running away in the background all of the time. A lot of, a lot of, but, and a lot of it goes know, unseen. As, 
a lot of it goes. It is, yeah. Sure, listen, indeed. I'm going to leave it there. I wish you and your colleagues up and down the city and county and indeed around the country, your colleagues in the services. First of all, we say thank you for everything you've done for us throughout the past 12 months. We wish you a happy Christmas and hopefully as soon as possible tomorrow, those who are working get home to their own families. Sure, thank you. Thanks, PJ. Happy Christmas. That's Gerald D from the National Ambulance Service. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie. So I'm joined by Adam and by Dad David. But if you don't mind, Dad, I'll, I'll let you sit in the background for a while. Adam, you've had such a busy year, young man. Tell me all about it. Well, my dad only wrote the book um, uh, like a few months ago. Well, not really a few months ago. Well, I don't really know <laughs> when. It's okay. What else happened this year? What else happened this year? The cartoon. Yeah, very good. It's like a lot happened this year. What about, what about uh, go back all the way to January? What did we do in January last year? That was this year as well, like. What mm. did we do? Nah. National Hugging Day. Yeah, that oh, happened. What do we do? What and what did we do for Valentine's Day and Mother's Day and St Patrick's um, Day? For St Patrick's Day, we made an a hug for you card, which said "Borrow Dixa." It's a hug for you in Irish. What? And then we made normal a hug for you cards for Valentine's Day and a hug and hug day. Yeah, someone sent me one of those. You know, I still have. I still don't know who it was. One of those Valentine's cards. And tell me about the television program. It's called Adam Loves Adventure, and there's actually a Christmas special on Christmas Eve. And on Christmas Eve, it's actually on twice. It's on RTE One, and it's on RTE Junior. And then on Christmas Day, I don't know how many times it's on. It's a Christmas special called. Adam says Christmas. <laughs> and, and, and tell me the story of Adam saves Christmas. Now you can't tell him the full story now. You have to give you have to give him the idea of the story because if people want to know the full story, they have to watch because you can't give away if you saved Christmas or not yet. Give him an idea what what what's what's the plot? What's actually happening? So Santa, so the Northern Lights aren't working, and Santa needs needs Northern Lights to find his reindeer so they can fly. Very good. And he needs he needs the help of a very very bright boy, um, with his space crew and his clever spaceship, and his uh, trusty transforming chair, Speedy. Isn't yeah. that it? Yeah. yeah, to see if they can save Christmas oh, together. Oh, yeah, that's the most I must watch. That we'll find out how many times it's on. Adam, what's Santa going to bring you this Christmas? Um, well, I can't really remember because I posted and wrote my letter in October. <laughs> so it'll all be a big surprise when you come down to the Christmas tree. There's a Tony box. That's that's one of that's the main thing, wasn't it? You were looking for a story yeah. box. Yeah, it's where you put a character on and then it plays you a story. Ooh, how cool is that? Would they be getting space stuff this year? Uh, maybe maybe one or two little space things, I'd say. That might be might be maybe, maybe in the surprise category. He, Adam always likes, I think all the kids like to get a surprise PJ. They that's one thing they love getting every year. Is they, they, sure they like to be surprised on Christmas morning. So maybe one or two space things and surprises. You never know. Yeah. 
But he's definitely on the good list anyway. We, um, we, so I would think so. I'd say he's on the top. It was letter A, Adam. He's at the very, <laughs> he's at the very, very top. David, it's been a fantastic year for the family again, isn't it? It's been great. It's been really great. Yeah, it's it's been wonderful. Um, uh, I, we're, we're absolutely wrecked, but in a very good way. You know, I, I mean, it's it's a, uh, you know, oftentimes you know you go into Christmas wrecked, but I suppose we're we're just. Uh, the last couple of months have been quite uh, emotionally charged with yeah. the book and the reaction to us and the, um, I suppose, the public's reaction to the cartoon as well. And, we're, you know, we're like, it's been, it's been incredible. I mean, if you'd have said to me this time last year that, um, you know, Adam's book would be, you know, the book of the year and uh, he would, he would, there would be a cartoon inspired by him, which was, which we absolutely believe will inspire others and yeah. particularly uh, children living with additional needs. I, 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 I actually, I don't know what I've believed yet. You yeah, know, I, the, I, I, would, I would have been. The day you were setting off to drive up to the toy show with the little virtual hug, that like it's snowballed. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 just nuts. Um, we 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 really didn't think um it it it, it would it would uh, take flight the way it did, but mm. I, I guess it was the it was the gesture. That meant a lot to people. I think it was the gesture that people really needed as well. Yes, it was. Um, and uh, it's, it's. I think some of the things that, that, that stick with Fiona and I are, are the, you know, the people who reached out to us to, just to tell us just how much they needed it yeah. and how much it meant to them and, you know, and, and how, how much of a good thing that you did, Adam. Isn't that right? Yeah. You know, he, re- he really did such a, such a good for the country, like for the people of Ireland and, and all over the world. And, you know, I mean, we're, we're obviously, like, if none of that had happened, Hmm. we'd still be very, very proud of Adam. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're very, he's a fantastic young boy. We're very proud of him, as we are of his brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're, you know, we're, we're extra proud of him with all the, hmm. all the good stuff he's done. Will you do something for me, Adam, to finish? Would you say a happy Christmas to all the listeners of the Opinion Line? Would you do that for me? Okay. Go. A happy Christmas from me for all the listeners to Court for 96 FM. You're a legend. Happy Christmas, Adam. Happy Christmas, David. Thanks so much. PJ, th- thanks, for, thanks so much for being a great friend to our family, uh, always. And actually, you know, like, I won't lie, um, we've had, like, as you know, we've had a lot of media and stuff this year. Hmm. And um, this week we actually said, look, we're just, we're just going to dial things down a bit and just kind of ease into Christmas and stuff. But when, um, when, the, when the request came in to have a chat with you, and I said it to Adam, I said, Adam, do you want to do just one more thing? And I said it to Fiona, um, like they both jumped at it straight away because you've been such a good friend to our family. Uh, before before anybody knew Adam on the Toy Show, um, you were a great advocate for us and for um, for Adam and for. So we just we just want to say thanks to you as well and for the service, the good service you do to the, for the people of Cork, um, everyone that listens to you. And we want to thank your listeners for their support as well. And obviously, support from everywhere means so much to us. But like the support from from our community and in, uh, in East Cork and the sort the wider city uh, county of Cork as well really really means a lot. And like I mean, we love when we go down to Cork, and uh, oftentimes we were in the Marina Market there a few weeks ago, and we were on Cork this weekend as well, um, out by the Western Road and that. And uh, when, when we meet people there, you know, one of the things we hear a lot is, "Oh, Adam, you're one of us. You're one of our own." There and uh, that actually means a lot. It really, yeah. really means a lot. So we want to say a particular thanks to the people of Cork, uh, um, and wish everyone the best for Christmas, and you in particular, PJ, and your family and your loved ones. You're very, very kind, Deb. Thank you very much. And happy Christmas, Adam, and to you and all the family. Take care now. Bye-bye. Take care, PJ. Happy Christmas. Bye. Lovely family. That's Adam and his dad.
David, who mentioned Fiona and the rest of the family as well. Happy Christmas to the Kings from all of us at 96 FM. Jimmy, hi PJ, great show all year. Have a great Christmas. You, your team, not forgetting the family. Have a good and a safe Christmas. Thanks for the entertainment and the controversy every morning. Ah, yeah, sometimes we generate a bit of controversy. So that's what we're here for. Thanks, Jim. Anthony, happy Christmas from Anthony. My Christmas was made with my Christmas cards. I got a card from Dana and a card from Coldplay. Wow. Uh, also, happy Christmas to Nancy, Ange, Breda, Tim and Polly. Uh, asked as well to remind you of the rotary tree and it stays up and stays open until close of business today down there near, uh, near, near Brown Thomas. Huge, big rotary tree festooned with yellow ribbons. And my friend Tom Woodward and the Rotary Gang have done another stellar job this year. And please remind people this message says it's there, especially for the children who are no longer with us. And in terms of who's working Christmas Day, do not forget the prison service. Could we ever forget the prison service? And thanks to everybody. Come here this evening. Santa is using Santa magic in a way, just like he used, wasn't that brilliant? The Santa call with, was it Little Madison was her name, and how he magicked up her daddy to say hello to her for Christmas from Lebanon. Well, Santa can work magic in many ways, and tonight he is live from the sleigh on Cork's 96 event, playing all his favourite Christmas music after 8 o'clock counting down to the big day Santa live from the big sleigh on the takeover on Cork's 96 FM. There is of course and must always be the spiritual and Christian element to Christmas and we have spoken to both Bishop Colton and to Bishop Gavin to mark the day that's in it and we'll hear Next, from Bishop Finton Gavin. On the Opinion Line, on Cork's 96 FM. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line, on Cork's 96 FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie. Fully focused, what you mean? Got my eyes on a prize, that's me. Manchester City are the champions. Check out exclusive Premier League games live on 96fm.ie and the 96fm app over the festive period. The Premier League Live. With now, stream live Premier League action with a Now Sports or Sports Extra membership. Your sport on your terms. Stream only the games that matter to you most with now. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now, 1850-715-996. On Cork's 96 FM. Bishop Finton, welcome again to the Opinion Line. Uh, this day last year, you were also on with me. Little did we know, Bishop, that we'd be having a similar conversation in similar circumstances. I don't think we ever expected this. No, I suppose, PJ, good to join you and the listeners. Yeah, it's been a very, very difficult and challenging year for so many people. And I think we all felt if we got through last Christmas, by next Christmas, we'd have, it will be resolved. And that hasn't happened the way we would have liked. So it's difficult to kind of pick up and start again. And yet, you know, I, I'm, I'm amazed the way people, despite all of that, the resilience, the energy, the hope and the life, you know, that, that people just want to get going. And it's, it's a matter of, I suppose, patience, really. You know, this virus is, doesn't know when it's Christmas. It just keeps going, you know. Mm. Faith is very important still 
to, to some people. Perhaps not as many as it used to be one day or one time, but mm-hmm. it's still very important to many people and to many people listening to us today. So in the Christmas message, Bishop, for people who are feeling that bit flat and that bit sick of it all, mm-hmm. what is there for us? I suppose at the heart of the the Christmas message, you know, when you say, what's the real meaning of Christmas? It's the fact that God chose to take on the vulnerability of a child to come into our world with all into, if you like, the darkness. If you look at any of the images we have of that first kind of Christmas scene, Mary and Joseph traveling by night, and it was into that darkness that Christ was born. And we believe as people of faith that Christ is with us in the darkness. So no matter how challenging and difficult, how complicated and at times maybe, as you say, flat and frustrated, we feel that Jesus has been there before us and Jesus is with us at this time. And I suppose if we can find those kind of Christmas moments, even within the days of Christmas, so whether it's the, the reconnecting through a Christmas card, an email, a phone call, or even choosing yourself, yes, no, I'll, I'll connect with that person, checking in on somebody, those small little things that really are at the heart of the Christmas message, reaching out to one another. I think that's, you know, that's what our faith has to offer us, that no matter how difficult and how challenging, despite all of that, um, we have something to offer. I mean, you said there, there's less people of faith. I suppose one of the things the pandemic has done is that it has kind of all of us forced us to say what's really important in our lives. Mm. And I, you know, again, from my own conversations over the last few months, particularly, I've met people who said to me, listen, you know, I was kind of just going along. It's only when I had to stop and think about it. You really realize what's important, you know? Mm. So it's, you know, faith, family, friends, connections, and maybe the other things that aren't as important that we would put a lot of store on because mm. they just kind of come and go. I think we've become all of us, a bit more spiritual, a bit more thoughtful. You'd hope so. I mean, I, I do think that in all of us, you know, in, in, in our own DNA, there is a spiritual dimension that's part of the, our makeup. And sometimes maybe we get caught up with some of the, the ways that the, the church has failed is that we, we, we throw out the baby with the bathwater. The message at the heart of it that we need to keep drawing ourselves back to is a very hope-filled and life-giving message for people. And if we can, if we can kind of get back to that, Hmm. acknowledge the shortcomings and we could be a much stronger and better people of faith and church. I've talked a lot to my listeners, Bishop, in the course of this since the very first lockdown in March of 2020, it seems like forever ago now, about the importance of trying to take joy from the smallest of things. And I think over the next couple of days, that's so important. Absolutely. I think that, and maybe you just need to think and, and to remind, it's, it's almost like resetting yourself to remind yourself of that. Can I actually bring some joy, some life, some hope to this situation rather than when, you know, someone is fighting over the controls for the television or who's going to answer the door or who's going to go to the shops? Just think about it and say, how can I actually help this situation? There's no doubt in all our lives, Christmas brings any of the fractures, the weaknesses, be it in relationships, in families. And so Christmas isn't always, it can be a difficult time, but I think if we can put a little bit, just think about it and say, how can I bring something to this situation that will bring some of that joy of Christmas? 
it helps everybody. I mean, joy is contagious. Mm. And it's, it's not, I'm not talking about a superficial joy that pretends everything is fine. I'm talking about something that comes from the fact that we know maybe what we have that's important. We value that, cherish it and share it with others. Mm. How important is it to recognise it, to constantly tell ourselves better days will come? It's really, really important and maybe more important now than it was at the beginning because, you know, we were told if we got the, once we got a vaccine, we'd have it solved. And then if we got the vaccine and took it, we'd be solved. And then the boosters. So that, and all of those things are true, but maybe not in the way we thought. There was no silver bullet. It's just going to take mm. a certain amount of time. So we just have to be patient and know that there are better days ahead. I think that's at the, you know, this at the centre of any message of hope is that hope that you don't give up. You know, it's so easy. You hear people talking about the struggles with kind of mental health. And I, I you know, I, I get that. I listen to people. I understand it's really important. But it's just supporting one another so that we know that there are better days ahead and we will come through this. And we look back on this and say, well, we were part of history. In the same way people look back and they say they were part of a particular period, be it of a war or something in time and the changes we look back on these years of pandemic as people who've lived and made history. Mm. And please God, and we will, we'll come out the other side of it. How will you spend tomorrow yourself? Masses are happening, I take it. Masses are, thankfully, again, we have worked very hard at keeping our churches safe uh, between ventilation, sanitising, social distancing. So it is possible for us to go ahead with our masses. Many of the, some parishes have taken different approaches in terms of We'll all have limited numbers, obviously, in order to keep people safe. And some people have gone down the road of tickets. Other people have just put on enough masses. They can judge um, how many people will be coming, etc. So I'll be in the cathedral on Christmas Eve, please God. And that mass will be live streamed for any of your listeners who maybe won't be able to get to a church. That's at, at, at nine o'clock. And then at 11.30, I'll be in the cathedral for the 11.30 mass on Christmas Day. And usually my routine after that is to visit, there's a, a, a Vincent Paul dinner for, for those maybe who don't have a home to go to, a family to go to on Christmas Day, and then there's the penny dinners there. So I usually try and drop in there and offer a word of support and solidarity. But again, if that's possible, I'll certainly do that. It'll depend again on the restrictions with COVID, etc. So, And then after that, hopefully I'll get to travel to spend some time with my own family and later in the evening get to, to catch up with them. Well, I wish you well with that and have a good day, Bishop, and uh, have, a, have a happy and peaceful Christmas yourself. Thanks very much, PJ. And I offer the same greeting to, to you and indeed to all your listeners today. Catholic um, Bishop of Cork and Ross, Dr. Fintan Gavin. Um, apologies, that uh, interview was done in Studio 1.5 at home, the home studio, and something. My, my next appointment was trying to contact and say, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. So that's that's what that interference was at the end. Apologies for it. Eighteen fifty seven one five nine nine six is the number, or at least I want you to write this down, stick it in your phone, because when we come back in the new year, you'll need to change it. Uh, it's o eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six o eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. That'll be the new number for the opinion line when we come back in January. In fact, from tomorrow, Christmas Day, it is the new number for Cork's 96 FM. 0818 96 96 96. Could it be easier? Mentioning there with the Bishop all the people who thought that 
everything would be back to normal this time this year. And you know, I think we were all guilty of that at one point or another. I certainly thought we'd be out of it and done and dusted with it. I really did. I should have known better, but anyway. But I'm thinking in particular in terms of my many friends uh, in the music business, uh, friends who in bands or solo musicians or two-piece groups that to tour around, people who play at weddings, entertainers in general, my friends like magicians and um, just great pals of mine who I've known from around the roads and around the venues for many, many years. And they're all into a very uh, bizarre Christmas for yet another year. And I'm thinking of them this morning. Uh, Kevin said, Adam, that's my day made. Adam is a pure inspiration to every one of us. All the best to yourself, Fiona and Fergal, along with Moiraid and the rest of the crew who day in, day out, keep us all informed and entertained. Roll on, 22. We're at the back end of this now. That's from Kevin. And Kevin, just personally, can I extend to you our our caring thoughts for you this Christmas? I know it's a difficult one. You've had a tough old year and you're a long and dedicated listener to the programme. And we mightn't always agree, you and me, but you're a dedicated listener and you stay with us. And I know it's been a tough one for your family and we will be thinking of you. I certainly will be thinking of you uh, over the next couple of days, Kev. Um, let's pay tribute to all the dads, boyfriends, battling their way around town for last minute presents. May our thoughts and prayers be with them. Yes, yes, there is that entire cohort of men, and it's almost invariably men, who charge into town on the first bus on Christmas Eve. To get the shopping. And I have to tell you something. We, we, I used to never work Christmas Eve. I, I didn't for years. And then we do the show on Christmas Eve when it falls on Christmas Eve. It, it does discipline you a bit. It does discipline you a bit. Also, having a daughter that will help with the shopping disciplines you even more. But that's, that's great. 0818 96 96 96. I'm going to have to try and practice that. 0818 96 96 96. Merry Christmas to all of the opinion line. May you never be too grown up to search the skies on Christmas Eve. I love that message. Oh, yeah. I will never be too grown up to search the skies on Christmas Eve. I love a clear sky Christmas Eve because, in the words of the song, do you know that song? I look to the sky with excited eyes. That's me. Now, there might be a drink involved, but that's me. <laughs> I'll be out the end of the driveway tonight, if it's a clear night, looking up at the sky going, yeah. You never, don't ever lose that. The day you lose that is the day you lose everything. 0818 Now, I think, yes, I did. I talked to Calum before, earlier in December, I think. Caleb, you were making Christmas cards. Hello again. Hello, yeah. Tell Hi. me, how, how did you do? Um, good. So we sold the rest of the cards and um, we made 1,200 euros for the pe- Cork's Penny Dinners. Fantastic. So, so tell me about, you made the cards yourself? Yeah, I did. I um, drew a picture of Santa Claus um, a good few weeks ago now. And we decided to get them printed out and to set, uh, give them to family and friends. And so I posted it up on my Instagram then, um, Calum's Art, it's called. And loads of people wanted to order some. So um, Alan Galvin in Print Express got through to us and he said he'd sponsor me and um, give us 500 cards for free. That's fantastic. So, That's fantastic. Yeah. And... 
they, they were on sale. Now there's probably a few left if people wanted to go and get them. Is there? Um, there's only yeah, there's only a few left. But um, yeah, they can get there's like I have an Instagram, so they can get through to me on that. It's and then um, I'm getting a few texts as well on it about birthday cards, orders, and birthday cards now because uh, they saw the Christmas cards, so yeah. it's very handy. Were you surprised? Caleb, with the the way that because yeah. I, I, I said to you before, it's a beautiful drawing. And were you yeah, surprised thanks. the way people just wanted cards? Yeah, yeah, I was very surprised. I didn't know if, like I was going to sell so many. I thought I'd have a lot left over for next year as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, you'll. I think you'll have to plan now for a much bigger print yeah. run next year. Yeah. I think you'll have yeah, to, much better yeah. print, or much bigger print run. And you never know. Print Express yeah. were really good to you, um, but I think yeah, what were. started out as an idea in 2021, I think you should make a serious business out of it. Penny dinners were absolutely delighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a very, a very and worthy um, Cork charity. Yeah, mm. and Katrina from um, Cork's Penny Dinners. She organised Evening Echo as well to come out to our house and take a picture. So yeah. they came out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So, Isn't she such a special good. lady? Yeah, yeah, she is. She's absolutely brilliant. And you're a fantastic young man, Caleb. You've raised over, how much did you say, 1,200 quid for penny dinners. Congra- yeah. Congratulations and well done. Yeah, thank you. Using your talents to yeah, help others thanks. at Christmas time. Caleb, happy Christmas to you and your family. How, how, happy Christmas. Will you have a good day tomorrow? What's the plans? Yeah, um, Christmas dinner at the auntie's house now tomorrow. So. Lovely. All right. Well, you take care of yourself and your family and, and have a, a wonderful Christmas. And a, a, Just a local enterprise by a young man, a beautiful artist, and put out on a card... And there's a business there for next year. There's a whole business industry there for him. And they've uh, picked a really worthy charity in Cork Penny Dinners. Uh, you do everything you can these days to help out others. And there's Caleb doing it in glorious style. And putting them into local small shops as well. They were in the Carrig Navarre shop, in the pharmacy in Carrig Navarre. A few more places like that. Local industry. You know, what you spend local stays local. It all moves around. So you spend money on his cards and it goes into the till and all that. It goes into penny dinners and all that. So great to see that. Well done, Caleb O'Sullivan. Happy Christmas to you and to all of your family. There's a few more messages coming in. Where are we going? Oh, thank you, Mick Nugent, Councillor Mick Nugent. Happy Christmas to all at 96 of M. Talk again in the new year. No doubt we will. And to Mick Security, whoever Mick Security... <laughs> Please just say a happy Christmas to all security staff working over the Christmas. And a thank you to all who've been on the front line from day one. Yeah, Mick, thanks. <clears throat> I'm not going to do this again. I did it before to try to go through who is on the front line at various times of the year. And I remember one morning coming in here, not this year, gone last year, with three handwritten A4 pages of a list of people who were going to be working. And did I get everybody? No. No, I didn't. Always leave someone out. To err is human, I suppose. 0818 96 96 96. Put that in your phone and save it. 0818 96 96 96. From this day forth. 0818 
96 96 96 from tomorrow it's the official number for 96 FM but it'll also be the number for the opinion line when we come back in 2022 0818 96 96 96 if you're missing a bit of Premier League you can catch up with it over the festive season it's all there on 96fm.ie and on the app powered by Talk Sport the Premier League Live is with Now stream live Premier League action with a Now Sports or Sports Extra membership it's your sport on your terms and stream just the games that matter to you most with Now and any day over the holidays that there are Premier League matches on you will find the commentary just go into the app Look for Premier League Live, and there they will be. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 1850-715-996. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. On Cork's 96FM. Uh, you see, the Christmas spirit is alive and well in Cork. And there's nothing but nothing can batter it out of us, you know. Please give a mention to everyone working in Fitzpatrick's food store in Glountown my parents car broke down the staff made sure to bring them in and look after them and that they were okay until they got sorted they got the kind of treatment you wouldn't get at a resort such Christmas spirit in people this week thank you for that there's another couple yeah please give a shout out to all the staff working in the Lee Covid testing centre this Christmas I think they're still working in the testing centre today and to anyone involved in the vaccination process, right up to last evening, and I think there's a few places, I could be wrong, but there's still a few places, GP surgeries and stuff, doing vaccinations today. And to everyone who has literally put their body and soul into it for the last couple of weeks to get us all boosted and all vaccinated, thank you for the work that you do and continue to do and you get a rest now over Christmas Day and Stephen's Day because they're back at it on the 27th of December if there's anybody that has shown you a particular Christmas spirit actually mention, uh, send us a, a message to 083 396 96 96 and uh, we'll, we'll call them out on this Christmas Eve Coming up, Stephanie Rainey will be talking to me about her version of Last Christmas which has gotten 300,000 streams now on Spotify and which just, as she told me it was just an idea she got at a gig towards the back end of 2019 and I just sat down and did it and it has taken off for her That's coming up, but first of all uh, for the opinion line, this Christmas Eve, I've had an opportunity to chat and to catch up with Taoiseach Michal Martin. Taoiseach, thank you for being with us today, uh, the last programme of the year. You're very welcome, TJ. This is not a conversation that I thought we'd have again, Michal Martin, when we spoke last Christmas. We didn't want to be here. I don't want to be political on today of all days. The elephant is still in the room, but we're getting there, or are we? I think we are. I think it's very difficult uh, in terms of the restrictions we've most recently announced, particularly for the hospitality sector, the entertainment sector, 
the arts and, and theatre. Um, that said, I, 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 we are developing better tools to deal with COVID overall. I mean, if we, this time last year, with about 5,000 cases a day, we'd be fully locked down. Uh, we haven't been locked down now for quite a long time fully, even though we've had for, for the last six weeks numbers in and around 4,000, 5,000 during the Delta wave uh, and now the Omicron um, wave. And I think vaccination has been the big game changer. Uh, and I'm looking forward to 2022 that we might get better vaccines in the latter part of the year, but better at medicines as well um, in terms of the antivirals and therapeutics so that we might be in a stronger position to deal with this uh, once in a 100-year event. It is proving very taxing on people, but I think people have adapted. They've shown very commendable resilience and the degree of take-up now of the booster campaign. And particularly Cork City Hall people, they deserve great credit. They're just fantastic. They're, they give you a tonic the way they administer that vaccine centre there and all of the GPs and the, the pharmacists across the city and across the country. I, I just have to take my hat off to them. Uh, but it is challenging, but I think we are, I think we're in a better place right now, but you never know with this virus because there are many twists and turns in relation to it. Yeah, I think it's fair to, to say that most of our listeners, Taoiseach, they are just sick and tired of it. You probably are too, Michal. I am. I wish we could move on from COVID-19 because it's you know, we have a lot on our agenda in terms of housing and health and climate change um, and in terms of getting Cork developed with the Docklands and in terms of um, investment in education and so forth. Uh, but all of the time, you described it as the elephant in the room. Um, just, you know, we had, we had a good, I think, latter part of, of this year mm. coming out of March, April. Things opened up in the summer. Um, the economy has come roaring back in terms of manufacturing and in terms of construction, in terms of retail and consumer spend and all of that. Um, but then along comes Omicron. Yeah. Um, and, and just when we were beating Delta, getting over Delta, Omicron comes along. And that saps people's morale. And they're fed up with listening about COVID. Uh, but there's no magic wand. We can't wish it away. Uh, and we've just got to deal with it. It's time. It's time. And time is all it'll take. And we just need to trust the science, I guess, yeah. is what we've been saying since day one. Let's move on to happier things. We can, as we said, have a, a slightly more relaxed Christmas this year, as in once we're extremely careful and look after ourselves, we can see our families, we can see our friends. Absolutely. And, you know, I had a very good, um, uh, I went around town on Sunday um, and um, it was, there was plenty of hustle and bustle. Uh, I was able to get my books um, and um, uh, do, do bits and pieces of other shopping, get into the market, um, get my provisions. Um, and there's, there's good engagement about the place. It, it, and, and that's one of the reasons we even wanted to keep some hospitality open, you know, to get to the APM to give people some quality of life and, and try and get a balance in terms of how we deal with this. Um, but uh, And then there is, I think, the opportunity this Christmas of having Christmas with family um, and, and with a number of households. And, and um, uh, I think Christmas is a time for family. You're yeah. correct in saying we just have to be sensible, watch ourselves, watch how we do it. A lot more people are taking the antigen tests in advance of various events and dinners and so on like that. Um, and I think if we get the balance right, I think we can come through this. And uh, I think it, it, it'll be a different, uh, but in many ways, uh, a better Christmas perhaps than we had last year. Will you get a bit of time off yourself? Will you get some time with the family? I will this year I will definitely. Well, last year was almost impossible. We got Christmas Day because 
But Boris kept Brexit going till Christmas Eve. <laughs> so I, I said to the UK government this year, I said to Boris, that the last thing we need now is any uh, last minute or 11th hour deals on Christmas Eve. Uh, give us Christmas Eve at least. Mm. Uh, and I think that will happen this year. Uh, and of course, we had Alpha last year. Um, the, the, the difference this year is we're coming into Christmas knowing about the variant. Um, and um, so I think, yeah, I'll get a few days this year and I'm looking forward to getting a good few walks in. Mm. Um, getting stuck. I love the Christmas pudding I love Christmas meal itself I love poking around the turkey for a day or two afterwards yeah. <laughs> I love doing that they're lovely traditions and I know last year if you're to believe Richard Chambers book Tony Hullin was looking for you Christmas day I don't think that's going to happen this year and you, you'll breathe a sigh of relief in that, in that regard I don't think it'll happen this Christmas Day. <laughs> Certainly not, but um, it did last year. <laughs> you'll you'll be you'll be at home. So will you get to pop over? I suppose the the clubs and all are still closed. Will you get over to Nemo at all? I won't make it this year, um, and that's the second year in a row now I miss Nemo. And um, I just feel look on balance. Partly the brother's coming over with, with his wife uh, to the house and that. So let let's be thankful for those small mercies yeah. that we can gather together with the, with the two the two families or two households and and just um, enjoy that aspect of it. Um, so I won't I, I, I won't get to Nemo this year, but please God, next year we'll get there. And um, uh, so so, uh, but but that's that, that's that. And but I will hopefully get on get on to. West Cork and get a swim in uh, in the new year yeah. if that's possible and begin it with a kind of a, a, a new beginning so to speak and freshen, freshen the body up yeah and we all we all look forward to, to the new beginnings and here's hoping that the, the position we find ourselves in for the second Christmas coming that we'll finally get rid of it in 2022 what I wanted to say to you Taoiseach was we, we've spoken you and I many times throughout this particular year sometimes it, it's it's been difficult and difficult moments but thank you for contributing always to the opinion and for always being available to us and wish you and the family a very happy Christmas. Thank you very much, PJ. Can I thank you, PJ, and all at 96FM for the public service that you have displayed throughout a very difficult period as well. You know, when, when I go around to European Council meetings, people look... Uh, in amazement at the fact that Ireland is 94% fully adult vaccinated in the first doses. And I think that's due to a very robust engagement on public media. Uh, and I think it speaks well to the nature of informed debate in Ireland and the different perspectives are put forward. The science is put forward. People are given their platforms and that's what media is about. And I just want to thank you for your contribution, particularly um, in a key program in Cork, uh, which we reaches out to so many people and to the station as well. Thank you. And happy Christmas to all the team. Give my best to the family. We'll talk soon. Take care, Peter. Thank you. Teacher Michal Martin speaking to me earlier in the week. The Mallow Road COVID test centre people have said that they are open over Christmas and they thank us for the shout out. Lads, thank you for for the work. How, how do all the staff in, in Care Choice, Care Choice Monto, I take it Montanati, Care Choice Montanati from Room 11 and to all their family and friends. And this one came in while the Taoiseach was on. We have to hand it to Hall With all the difficult news he had to deliver this year, he kept going and he did it. Uh, we didn't want to hear it and he didn't want to give it, but it was done and fair play. Not a political thank you, this. Just well done to the man for being a human being who had to deliver tough messages and take the backlash. Thank you for that. 1857-15996. Now that's habit. I'm going to change that from today. 0818-969696. Right? 0818-969696. be saying that in my sleep at home to make sure I get it right. We're back with you on the 6th of January. Now, Stephanie Rainey had a great year. 
uh, this year, even though the pandemic continued. She did get back and do some gigs, but she got a new single out, which is uh, being playlisted here at the moment, called 13. She had a baby uh, about six or seven weeks ago. But her Christmas song, which, as she explained to me, just just happened, just kind of happened at a gig uh, pre-Christmas 2019, has now got nearly 300,000 streams on Spotify and all the other platforms. She did a cover version, off the cuff, of Wham's Last Christmas. And she's been telling me about that and her busy year for The Opinion Line. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now. 1850-715-996 On Cork's 96FM. Stephanie, it's been an eventful year. Uh, six-week-old little person taking up an awful lot of your time at the moment. I'll talk about that in a while. But talk to me first about uh, last Christmas. You did this cover version, I think, uh, at St. Luke's in 2019, and it's just taken off for you. Yeah, so uh, we were doing, um, they're actually kind of like my last proper shows, I think, before the pandemic. We're just at the end of 2019. Hmm. Um, and... It was kind of the end of November. So we were obviously going in to do the shows. It was like 29th and 30th of November. We did two gigs there. And I was kind of like, is it to the band? I was like, is it too early to do a Christmas cover? You know, will it annoy people if we do a Christmas cover? And uh, I was like, I think it's just just bang on the right time. Because obviously St. Luke's anyway, the church has a sort of an energy about it. It's got a very, I don't know, it's got a bit of a magical play. I just think it's a magical place to play. And um, I was like trying to pick out a cover, you know. Hmm. And the way I always pick cover versions is I look at the lyrics of songs and see if I can make them, if I was to slow it down, would it still feel like a song or would it sound ridiculous? And when I read the lyrics to Last Christmas, I was like, this is actually an amazing song that I think sometimes, like sometimes I think songs get lost in kind of in the melee of like production. You know, yeah. you might not actually be listening to the to the lyrics. You kind of listening to the feeling of the song more. Yeah. But the lyrics are incredible, so we decided to do it. And when we did it on the night, it was just the most amazing moment where everyone started singing it. It was just, just so class. So the next year, then I wanted to get it recorded properly in the studio and release it properly onto Spotify and all those places. Yeah, you, you mentioned the the, the the lyrics, and I guess it, it's kind of a testament to the genius of, of George Michael that, you know, he wrote what, what we all thought for years was just a typical Christmas pop song with very little behind it but when you strip it away and listen it's an incredible piece of songwriting Absolutely, I mean it's it's a beautiful sad story, you know really and like like I said, you know, it gets lost in that kind of little fuzzy beat that we all hear with it, you know, but he's just a genius and um, when I went to kind of record it I looked up a bit more about the song and he, he wrote it obviously himself and he produced it himself, mm. so the recording you hear, he did all of that himself, so he's just a powerhouse of a guy um, and it's really cool. I think that's why people are resonating with the cover so much is that they're finally listening to the words mm. in a different different light. And it's quite, you know, it's quite sad, actually, when you hear it without all of the bells and whistles. That was what attracted me to your version, because I got a rough recording of it out of St. Luke's and played it back for myself. I said, whoa, this is different. Yeah, you know, I think the best songs are the songs that when you strip them away, 
strip everything off them, they still stand up as songs, you know. And I, I would kind of hold that even to my own kind of songwriting. Mm. If I can play a song that I've written and I can play it with just a piano and it doesn't need all of the extra stuff and I still get a feeling from it or I still think that like it, it just has like a vibe, then I think they're the best songs, you know, songs that don't need anything extra and this is definitely one of them, you know. Good. It's been a, a good year for your own music. 13 is the song that's that's out there at the moment. We're playing it on on 96 FM but you've you've put been recording in between in between having a baby you you've been recording and writing all along yeah it's been a great year you know i mean obviously last year was a really strange one um i had just kind of come back from a trip to la my last gig before the pandemic was a kind of showcase that i did in la and then i landed home and like the same day they were shutting down everything mm-hmm. uh, from the pandemic so it was weird because at that point I had loads of music ready to go. That was in 2020. And I think most artists and musicians felt like, how do I manage this? Because, you know, you want to be playing live or you want to be at least able to promote the stuff. And I think there was a, a moment at the start of the pandemic where people didn't know what, how this was going to progress. How could you do promotion? How could you do anything? So it took a little while. I, I actually didn't end up putting out uh, anything till the end of 2020. And then this year, I just said, you know, things didn't look like they were changing too much. So I was like, let's just let's just go with the music. Uh, and it's been great. You know, I mean, all of the songs have been received so well. Mm. And it's just felt good to be able to keep going, like, I suppose, in a time like this. And then it also allowed me the chance to to decide to, to start family, you know. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't have been able to do that, I think, if, if that I think I probably would have, would have kind of kept rolling along. Yeah, I didn't have that chance to slow down and be at home more, you know, so... A lockdown baby in the middle of it all. (laughs) A lockdown baby, I was such a cliche. I baked banana bread and had a baby, so I did all of the things that uh, (laughs) that people did in lockdown, but it's been Mm. amazing and it's it's been um, a kind of a nice, gentle transition, I think, because even with bringing out 13, like, I was making the music video for 13 the week before I had him. That's right. And uh, I mean, it really was a miracle that I didn't go into labour in uh, inside the Peace Park because I was waddling around town towards the end. Um, and, you know, just the idea that I could still do that and feel like I could promote the song mm. was something that normally I just wouldn't have been able to because I would have been in the car, have to drive up and down the country yeah. into radio stations doing different things. But this has been it's been kind of uh, great for me to be able to do both um, mm. in the, from the comfort of home, you know, so it's been it's been good. The fact that everything's kind of gone online now, Steph, like when we were chatting online, um, that has that made it harder or easier in that you could promote the stuff online in ways, like we're using online platforms in ways we never thought we'd use them before. You can promote the stuff while still taking care of himself. Exactly. I mean, it's it. I think it's a double-edged sword. Like I've I've been thinking about this an awful lot lately, you know, because I think the online world is like, it's. I think I've seen the benefits of it, and I've also seen sort of downside to it. Hmm. So, like the benefits being that, like, first of all, I think interviews are better quality now because I think sometimes when you were doing promotion in person, you were going into a radio station. Everybody's under pressure because sometimes it was live radio, in for a five-minute chat, and then kind of like it's all very kind of like. You know, it can be quite um, intense. You're kind of mm. in, you sit down, you set up, you, you have the chat. It's all done to time. Whereas I feel like now, you know, I think uh, stations and journalists and stuff, they, they have to pencil in times to actually have the, the, the chat. So they tend to be like a little bit longer and also just a little bit more in-depth, I think, because people have a chance to actually have a conversation that yeah. they can choose what they want. So in that sense, I've thought that the online has been great. But I think the downside to the way things have all moved online is I think that people are kind of 
a bit weary from online content, you know? So like, I think that people are like, you know, everyone got really used to live streams. So, I mean, you could be, I remember at the beginning it was like, oh my God, Chris Martin is doing like a Coldplay live stream from his house. And then like within like three months, people will be like, oh yeah, Chris Martin's kind of doing it. Yeah. I might tune in. I might not. There you you go. So I feel like it's kind of taking a little bit of the shine off some things like where I think there's an overload of content. So it's definitely a double-edged sword, you know? You have gigs in the new year. Uh, assuming yes. everything goes ahead according to plan. Tell me more about them. Yeah, so we're playing in St. Luke's um, in April. Um, you have to forgive me, I actually have to get the dates for that. I, I don't actually oh, know them off the right. top of my head. It's Christmas time, in, we, 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 worry, we worry about the detail in the new year, but you have, you're in St. Luke's in April and you're touring around as well, aren't you? Yeah, so we're doing Dublin, uh, we're doing Dublin Cork, um, we're going to be doing... Um, Galway and Limerick and I think we're going to add a couple of extra dates to that as well in different places so I'm just so excited you know it's been yeah. a long time like I, I got a chance to do some live gigs just at the end of August there when they were kind of doing I did Independence and a few more Yeah. but I'm anxious to get back doing like you know more of the shows I'm used to doing How was the feeling Stephanie having been off stage for, for a long time I've asked some of my musician friends this you know how what's it like to stand up there again and, and perform for a real audience of people it's, you know what, it's incredible. And it's the one thing that I think people have realized that you can't replace and you can't bring online. You know, you can bring a lot of things online. You can do shopping online, all that kind of sort of stuff, but you'll never replace the feeling of live music or like a live um, event, uh, like by changing it to online. It just, it just doesn't work in the same way. So, you know, when you're playing a gig live to people, Every song has its own feeling, you know, every moment of the gig has its own feeling, whether it's people going crazy and getting up and dancing and singing along or whether it's like a sadder, more kind of instant moment where the crowd goes super quiet. It's just the most incredible thing. So I was really, really glad that before I had the baby, I was able to do a couple of gigs in August just to kind of say that I was actually that I was after doing a gig because it would have been nearly two and a half years since I'd done one if I hadn't done them. It's a long, long time. And it was time. just, it kind of sustains you, I think, as an artist. It just, it reminds you of why you sit in the room and you write the songs and you record the songs and you do yeah. all of that. Just, you need that kind of contact with the fans to actually remember that what you're doing isn't isn't crazy and that, that it's worthwhile, if that makes sense. That, that makes absolute sense. So even though he's only six weeks old, first Christmas as a mummy, first Christmas with a family of your own, how's that going to feel? Oh, you know what? It's been the most incredible couple of weeks um, and I feel like now we're kind of really getting settled, you know? So Jackson, he he's an amazing little fella. He's been really, really good for us, I have to say. We're very lucky. He's a good baby. Mm. And, you know, I think towards the end of the pregnancy for me, all I was focused on was, because I knew he was coming in November, all I was focused on was Christmas. You know, I was like, at Christmas, it'll all be over and done with. You'll be at home with him. So now that that's kind of coming closer and closer, it just... It feels completely different, you know. I think anybody who has kids, and I didn't understand it until I had him, like, it just brings a whole new meaning to any sort of event, you know. So Christmas for us is going to be so special this year, uh, and we just can't wait. Stephanie, have a lovely family Christmas, and we can't wait to hear you live in the new year. Thank you so much, you too. Maeve says, happy Christmas to you all. Thanks for everything during the year. I've been lost without you. Well, Maeve, thank you very much for that. That's that's most kind. Coming back to the spiritual aspect of the festival that is upon us, I have been speaking with Bishop Paul Colton. And we'll hear that next. Can we just talk? 
The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie. Access all areas on Cork's 96FM. Your guide to nightlife on Leaside. Hi, it's Michael here with an update on Cork's entertainment. After a sellout tour this year, Tommy Fleming will return to Cork Opera House as part of his 30th anniversary tour. Tommy's set to play two shows taking place on Friday the 4th and Saturday the 5th of February. Access all areas. Riverdance returns to Cork Live at the Marquee, taking place from the 2nd to 5th of June. It's the new 25th anniversary show with tickets on sale now from usual outlets. Access all areas. Feel free to let us know at Access All Areas if you have a show, play or exhibition coming up or any live streaming events by mailing us at aaa at 96fm.ie. Access all areas. Your guide to nightlife on Side. On Cork's 96FM. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083-396-9696. On Cork's 96FM. Bishop Paul Colton, thank you very much for being with us once again on Christmas Eve. We had a similar conversation this day last year. I don't think, Bishop, we thought we'd be having them having another conversation in such similar circumstances. And I think it's fair to say people are feeling a little bit flat as we head into another restricted Christmas. How have you been doing yourself? Well, you're quite right. Last year, of course, we were just getting the early reports of the arrival of the vaccination. And uh, I suppose we all thought that that was, even though we were warned not to see it that way, we all thought this was going to be the magic wand that would sort things out. And, uh, 
you know, we thought vaccination would be the key to it. And it's very important, of course, but I think it is anyway. Uh, but uh, here we are again. And I think if anything we've learned to live with in all of this, it's with disappointment and uncertainty. Now, I say we've learned to live with it. That hasn't been easy. We've come to realise that it, that there is uncertainty and disappointment. And um, uh, there's a Lutheran pastor in the United States who from the very start has been talking about this as a pandemic of disappointments. Mm. And we really are in a phase of disappointment again. And yes, people are flat. I, it's not so much flat. I, I think actually, and more worryingly, there's a lot of anxiety around mm. You know, in my, in my pastoral work, I'm finding there's a lot of anxiety and people are quite stressed. Um, and they, so I would say rather than flat, which undoubtedly people are, there's a lot of anxiety. Mm. There's a divide between young and old as well. Young people, an awful lot of them realise that they have many years left, shall we say, to make of their lives as they can. They know and they realise that older citizens, well, they don't have as many years left. There's a sympathy between the two groups, I think. Yes, and I think a solidarity. I mean, I see it in my own family with my sons in their 20s. And I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for their their younger friends who haven't had proper, uh, you know, they haven't had proper school leaving experiences. They haven't had proper university experiences. And there is a sense for that group that their youthful years are passing by while this dominates. You know, we I'm in my 60s, you know, and I, uh, I've had plenty uh, of water under the bridge. So I can't be covetous of more youthful opportunities. Naturally, I hope things will improve and that I can have a good last third of my life, as it were. But I do think that there is this uh, this um, this this uh, disparity between the ages, as you say, but also solidarity. In my experience, certainly the young people I come across are very anxious while wanting to live their lives they coming up to something like Christmas, they also want to be careful because they don't want to jeopardize the older people yeah. in their in their families. So there is solidarity as well as this divide in experience and outlook on the whole thing, you know? Mm. I suppose as we come into the, the festive season, personally I've all, I said to you before, Paul, my Christmas Eve to me is is more deeply personal than, than Christmas Day. I, I don't know why I think I got it from my dad. He always loved Christmas Eve. But is there something in the Christmas message, Bishop, that that we can take into our hearts in these tough times? Well, you know, uh, we were talking there about uncertainty and, uh, uh, you know, and we're in the midst of flux. We don't know what way this is going to go. But the one thing that doesn't change from year to year is the Christmas gospel, which is our belief that the baby born in the manger uh, is the light of the world and is God with us and God's presence with us. And so the message stays the same and the the Christian gospel and the Christian assurance stays the same, even though, as I say somewhere else, uh, you know, our, a lot of people's lives are in a heap at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you look back at that Christmas, first Christmas too, a lot of people then their lives were in a heap. 
You know, they were in a fix, Mary and Joseph, and unexpected pregnancy. Nobody wanted the census that was going on. The whole world, known world, was on the move yeah. for that census that was being forced upon them. And uh, the shepherds were just getting on with it on the hillside and found themselves disrupted. Uh, the wise men were being, uh, uh, I suppose, at this time of the year, asked to travel into the unknown. So in a, in a sense, the Christmas story is about lives in a heap. And yeah. in the middle of it all, there is this promise of light in darkness. Uh, Jesus is the star who brings light and the darkness never uh, puts out the light. Hmm. There's a lovely little parallel there when you think about it. How will you spend Christmas yourself with the family? I know you're a man for the breakfast on Christmas Eve inside in town, so will you still do that? Well, you know, as I said, everything's uncertain, and we're no different now. Uh, we don't know what way even now things will shape up, because like in lots of families, there are in the extended family, there are people... Uh, trying to get home and they're waiting for test results and then there are people who've been close contacts and counting days and have they done the right number of days and the right number of antigen Mm. tests there are people who've had COVID and all of that so everybody so we're in a heap like everybody Will will you all be together? We don't know yet Oh really? Yeah even even uh, now on Christmas Eve we don't know yet Wow so that's the level of it. It's affecting everybody. Um, and it's a serious thing the world over, you know, and we've got to live with it. And mm. we cling to it. Personally, I get great, I get great solace out of the, uh, out of the, the Christmas message, you know, yes. that, uh, of God's solidarity with us. And of course, people naturally will say, and I know people are out there probably screaming at the radio saying, you know, ask him, where is God in all of this? You know, and that is a very valid and very understandable question. Yeah. But perhaps it's not one for, for, uh, for right now. Um, it's it one that gets asked, though, I suppose, people of faith. Maybe they question their faith a little when something like this is going on, they've no control over it. Yeah, I mean, as I say, we believe that uh, that God uh, is with us in the suffering and, and, and shows solidarity. Uh, I, I suppose far too many of us grow up with the idea of God as a magic wand, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we might be getting too deep and theological at this point. <laughs> Isn't it true? Isn't it true? I think a mince pie and a cup of tea is probably the best thing now. I wish you and your family a very happy Christmas, Bishop, and thank you for being with us. And likewise to all of you at 96FM, and thank you for uh, for your solidarity as a radio station with us all in Cork and further afield in the midst of all these uncertain times. 0818 96 96 96. 0818 96 96 96. We had a big year here on the programme. We're catching up with some of our guests again as we finish up for the Christmas. But over the holidays... Uh, we look back at some of the best bits of the year. We're there every morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 27th to 31st, between 11 and 12, to look back at the highlights in Rewind 21, just for an hour, and with some music in it as well. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week, from 11, just looking back at some of our guests, some of our moments, some of the fun we had, some of the controversy we generated on the opinion line. So join us for that every day next week. Now, I, I, one of the memories I have of the, the pandemic coverage is of Miriam Mullins having to pull in to the side of the road uh, 
somewhere in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of South Africa, trying to rush back and beat curfew. And that was mad, Miriam, wasn't it? Morning. Morning, PJ. How are you? Oh, good. Happy Christmas. That was the night that you were on your way. You'd been away with the boyfriend for a weekend and you were on your way back and curfew was called. Yeah. And so there was a curfew in South Africa at 9 p.m. Mm. And we were like, there was a storm that night. So we were driving really slow and we knew like we wouldn't make it home. So we had to pull into a police station and like just basically get them to write us a letter in case we were stopped to say that like we had a reason why we were still driving. So yeah. Yeah, it's this, a bit madness. This Egypt yeah. trying to interview me. <laughs> That's what you're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miriam, like this has been a mad couple of years for you. You were in Florida, if I remember rightly. And yeah. then you came out of that to get away from the pandemic. And yeah. then all the videos started from the bedroom in Garyville. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so like I came home in March because of COVID, we all lost our jobs. We had to come back home and I was kind of back to square one. And then I just, I was watching TikToks for a couple of days and then I just kind of started doing them myself because I was bored and I suppose there wasn't much to do and it was like I enjoyed watching them so I was like look I'll give them a go myself yeah and I suppose they just took off really and it all started from there yeah did you ever think though that you'd have 1.7 million followers no never in a million years and yeah it's the last couple of months now especially um since kind of lockdown has I suppose since we've been able to go back out again and stuff Mm. um I've met so many people that like I there was I was in Galway actually there last week and I was inside in Penny's just doing shopping and this little girl started bawling crying when she saw me because she loved my videos so much and like things like that it's wow. just so rewarding in that sense yeah and her mom was like you've no idea how much she loves you and all this and actually when I was I, w- I did the toy show so I did their social media for the night for the late late toy show and one of the children who was on the toy show did her auditions off my TikToks. Crikey. So, yeah, yeah. So it's mad. It's mad the impact that you can have on people. Like, yeah. What's the plan yeah. for Christmas? Please tell me there'll be no videos Christmas Day. Take a day off. Oh, of course there will. Look, I have oh, yeah. to. Um, I have to do one. But you see, the thing is, I can pre-record a lot of my videos as well. So I probably won't actually even like record anything on Christmas Day. But I probably film a couple of videos now today and just keep them for tomorrow. And I can post them then tomorrow. Right. Just quickly put them up. Like, are you, are so it's you, good that way. Are you into the turkey and ham or do you do beef? Or are you a veggie or what do you do? I, I love turkey and ham myself. I, I wouldn't love beef now, but my I think my family are having... Beef and I'll I probably have a bit of turkey and ham. I'd say. Yeah, right. Um, you, yeah. Uh, Christmas movie that you won't miss. The holiday. I love the holiday with Cameron Diaz and um, Jude Law. I love yeah. that film, and I I love Elf as well. Like you know, you can't feed Elf. That's no, the one as well. You can't. You cannot yeah. feed Elf. I'm. Do you ever watch Bad Santa? No, I haven't actually. Watch it, but uh, with an open mind. I will. <laughs> and okay. Don't, don't okay. Have, there are no smallies in your life, no. No, there's not. No, That's all right, because you can't watch this with smallies around. Have you a favourite Christmas song? Um, I love um, I love the song. I do love All I Want for Christmas is You, but then I, I actually love, um, do you know, Driving Home for Christmas. I don't know why. Do I you? Just, I just think it's... Yeah, do I do, you? yeah. 
All right, well, yeah, do you know I what I can do, right? Let me just move this and move that and move the other thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, they want me to ask where you're going to go for the January sales. Oh, yeah. I'm Brown Thomas, you have to go there and see what, what's... That, they're the best sales. Yeah, you're not, one um, of, you're not one of these people... Please tell me there won't be a video of you queuing at half six Stephen's morning, like... Oh, God, no, no. Do you know what? That's one thing now about the internet is the sales are just as good online as what they are in the stores. But I prefer to kind of like shop local and go in and actually buy stuff from the shop. So right. I think it's all part of the experience as I well, like. All right. Well, Miriam, I, I, you, you, are, you are a huge star. Going in there. You are a huge star. And a lot of you people are a huge star. Delighted to, to, what the heck is happening there? Delighted to hear from you the, on the, the program. The and I wish you a very happy Christmas. I don't know what's gone wrong with the line. Miriam, have a great one with your family. The lines are live. And we're ready to talk. Can we just talk? Call 1850-715-996. Text or WhatsApp 083-396-9696. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. On Cork's 96FM. Yeah. Into the last hour of the Opinion Line for Christmas Eve and the last hour for the year. And before anybody asks me a second time, because some people have been messaging me to know, will I be doing it? Yes, I will. Yes, I will be playing out on that most wonderful of Christmas songs. Uh, It's the only way to finish on Christmas Eve, uh, coming up around about 5 to 12. But I want to go to a man who's making time in at one or two of the busiest days of the Lord Mayor's year, our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And he joins me live, Lord Mayor Councillor Cullum, Kelleher Cullum. Good morning. Thanks for being with us, Lord Mayor. Good morning, PJ, and Merry Christmas, and Merry Christmas to the people of Cork. And a very Merry Christmas to you and indeed your family. It's been a busy few months since you took office in June. It's been a whirlwind. Um, yeah, no, look, it was, it was, it's amazing, to be honest with you. It's an absolute honour, I suppose, both at a personal level, but also a professional level for me to represent our, our beautiful city, you know, and as I was elected back in June. Um, it was a great high for me, you know, but it has been, it, as I said, a lot of stuff has happened between June and, uh, and today, you know, very busy time for our city. I, I remember saying to you when you were elected back in June, you were my 30-something to have lost count, Lord Mayor. And... <laughs> Not one of them has been able to deny that they had no idea what it's like until you're actually six months into it. Would you agree with me? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I spoke with previous Lord Mayors um, just as I was coming up to being elected and um, they were saying the first six months now will fly and you know, you won't realise it until you get after Christmas how hectic it is. Now, look, I suppose when I took over in June, we were, you know, at low levels in the pandemic. Mm. Things seemed to be receding and it spiked again now. But I'm um, like Nicola uh, inside in the Lord Mayor's office. It's, she gives you your Bible every, every every Friday evening as you leave the office for the following week. Um, and the, the, the calendar on the diary has been been fairly fairly packed to be honest with you you know and um, there's been a lot of stuff happened in our city um you know i've been to dublin a couple of times at national events national day of commemoration um the, uh, the president came to visit us and in and, and me and in, in my office in cork that was a personal high for myself the man is i actually had lunch with him um absolutely an amazing individual to sit down and talk to you know just personally for 40 minutes it was i suppose one of the uh, experiences i'll remember definitely um you know but we 
we've had massive, massive, I suppose, movement in the last six months in Cork. You know, we've the city development plan. We've got, you know, international companies like Zazzle set up their European headquarters in Cork, Logitech down in City Gate, Alder Dormus above in the airport, another 80 jobs. Um, and, you know, with Docklands now coming down the, the, the tracks, it's just it's a very exciting time for, for Cork, you know. Yeah. Your Christmas message in particular, Lord Mayor, reaches out to those who find Christmas difficult financially and, and mentally. Um, mm. Yeah, I suppose <clears throat> for, on, for myself, um, when I was elected Lord Mayor, um, a kind of a hard pill for me to swallow was the fact that my grandmother wasn't there and I'd be I'd like to mention her this morning and remember because she's actually dead 13 years today she okay. died Christmas Eve in 2008 oh so I always I always I always associated Christmas after that then with you know you know difficulties and stuff like that yeah. um, but as 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 I got older and you know as I had children and stuff I just you know I look forward to Christmas again because it's a time for children but like you know Christmas can be so hard on people and anyone that's listening out there now that are, is alone you know um, you know I would ask anyone you know, close to them to check in on them, you know, check in on an elderly neighbour, check in on your family, because it can be very difficult this time of year. It's not all, you know, bright lights and presents for everyone, you know. Yeah. Christmas can be a very hard time. Yeah. So I would ask, you know, and I know the good people at Cork do that on a daily basis, yeah. you know, um, but it's just particularly poignant at this time of year. People, and I'm, you know? I'm, glad, I'm glad you did that because I've been accused of being too much of a, of a Christmas person I love it I have t- I'm, I'm still a child I'm still I'm still six in, in, in my mind it, and I love but it but isn't that brilliant isn't, you know, isn't that brilliant you know yeah but you're the first Lord Bear I can remember doing, making a big deal of that at Christmas that the, you know those who don't have such a happy time and, and thank you for doing that a busy day tomorrow what's the plan Busy day tomorrow, traditionally, um, the Lord Mayor would visit the hospitals and would visit the prison. Um, it's a tradition that dates back a number of years now, but unfortunately, on account of COVID, mm. um, that's not happening. We can't go into the hospitals because oh, it's, it's, the levels are too high um, and, you know, we can't visit the prison. But um, no, there'll, be, there, there'll be messages go to both of them tomorrow from the office. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, we say check in on people this year and, you know, for those that are less well off, but to the healthcare workers um, in, in, you know, all our hospitals and you know even paramedics Gardaí fire service they, they, our public services essentially like they won't have a day off tomorrow um, they'll be at the cold face fighting COVID fighting fires you know uh, you know, responding to co- house calls to Gardaí and they won't get a day off tomorrow so they should be remembered as well um, and look the last 20 months have been you know I, I suppose it's like the never ending story it's, we'd rather forget it but um, I'm optimistic for 2022 um, you know with the, the the variant now, and it seems to be let put less mm. potent and stuff like that. Now, look, we'll we'll let the science dictate on yeah. that, but it's 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 very bit, bit too soon to tell. But there is some interesting you know, stuff out there. Soon, yeah. Will you yeah. get to spend time with the family? I will. I will. I'm looking forward to a nice break now, a bit of um, spiced beef now and ham and turkey and a load of sweets and uh, sit down and watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life, you know, one of my favourite Christmas, so- Christmas shows. Ah, uh, you're a traditionalist. You're a traditionalist. Pure traditionalist. Pure have traditionalist. Have you but, a favourite um, Christmas song, Lord Mayor? Do I have a favourite? Uh, uh, I do, uh, actually. It's uh, The Pogues, Fairy Tale of ah, New York. Well, we played Roy Buckley's version of that. Uh, earlier on this morning which he commissioned specially for us last year listen I wish you and your family and everybody at City Hall who we work with throughout the year on an ongoing basis a happy Christmas and thank you for everything you do for us 
thank you for everything you do for us as well on a daily basis, PJ. You know, bringing, you know, I suppose stories and, you know, sometimes happy, sometimes not so happy into the homes of Cork every every morning. Um, and, you know, you do a great public service as well. And to all the staff in 96FM and yourself and all the people of Cork, Merry Christmas. Greatly appreciated, uh, Lord Mayor. And you know what? We have our battles throughout the year with our public officials in City Hall. And I give out about them and I'm sure they probably bitch about me in the office. But I'd like to finish the year at peace with them all. So thank you for that, uh, Lord Mayor. Councillor Cullum Kelleher. Geraldine uh, would like to save somebody's Christmas. My husband found a large sum of money in the city centre yesterday and handed it in to Anglesey Street Garda Station. We'd be very grateful if you could mention it on air. Happy Christmas to you and the crew. Geraldine, a very, very decent thing you did. So Geraldine's husband found, a, if you lost a sum of money, in the city centre yesterday and you probably are distraught and rightly so you'd be distraught well maybe we've got you sorted because Geraldine's husband found a sizeable amount of money yesterday and handed it in to the guards in Anglesey Street 1850 715996 couple of guests that we've been talking to during the week talking to both Caroline Bailey and Patrick O'Sullivan from Last Singer Standing and we're going to focus on them for the next little while Patrick won it as you know when he has a Christmas song out but Caroline in the final when I was what I was absolutely amazed that she didn't win with this performance We'll talk to her next. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 083-396-9696. On Cork's 96FM. We chatted a few times, Caroline, about the accident and about Last Singer standing. That's where I'm going to start. Like, he's a great guy and a fantastic performer. But how did Patrick beat you? (laughs) Patrick is absolutely amazing. And you know what? I was so thrilled to become like second to Patrick and the fact that he was from Cork as well. I was buzzing for him. I was delighted. Yeah. So the song you sang, the heart song, it's a big, huge song. It is. It's a belter of a song, all right. Like, um, I've been singing it for years with the band, but when they asked me, what song would you like to sing for the final? I was trying to think and I was like, oh, Heart Alone, 100%. I love that song. Um, And then I was just practicing away, driving up to Dublin in the car and... Mm. I love it. No, it was very hard song to sing, like, but I was delighted that it, um, it, it, I got it out. I did the high note and I was thrilled with myself. <laughs> and to have, to, like, two Cork people in the top two, I'm sure you were, we were weak. <laughs> yeah, absolutely weak. How are you, speaking of weak, how how are you doing? The, 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 now, we, we talked about after the accident and, and how lucky you were and all that, but how are you doing physically now? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, so it's been nearly 14 weeks now um 13 weeks sorry <laughs> my weeks are everywhere and um, so i'm out of my wheelchair i'm off my crutches i'm walking about but i have my neck brace still on me mm. until january i'm going to go back to hospital and see how my neck is doing mm. so i'm hoping now fingers crossed in january i'll get good news as well and hopefully i can wean off the neck brace well, were there times when you were worried that you wouldn't be able to perform again or that you might not get fully mobile again? 
oh my god it was dreadful like being in that hospital and laying there and not knowing the future not knowing if I'll ever be able to walk again firstly um and I and then again will I ever get on stage again will I ever be able to go back to my band and sing again um oh my god it was dreadful of the unknown you know not knowing what was going what the future was going to hold yeah so but thankfully all all is good so far so I'm just waiting on January now and hopefully that's going to be good news as well with my neck Fantastic. um yeah so hopefully then Santi will be very good to your little girl, I think. Oh, I think so. You know, I hope so. Like, you know, it's been an, a dreadful couple of months there now. Um, but you know what? She's been the best little girl ever. She really is. She's just so, so good. Um, and the fact that she came out of that accident without mm. a scratch, we are just haunted. We are yeah. so, so lucky. We really are. We, 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 we talked before about how she was your saviour on that night. and. Yeah, that was that was an incredible story. How's Jen doing? Because she's been minding you through all this. Oh my God, Jen is a saint. <laughs> Jen has been putting up with so much. God love her. Between now, keeping me going, keeping Ellie going, keeping the house going, everything. She's been so amazing. And you know what? It's music that keeps her going as well. She's so creative. Like all she's doing is writing songs and mm. you know songs for the future and. She she just puts her creativeness to the, with the guitar, you know. She just but like she's amazing. She's she's just another on another level. Yeah. She really stepped up for everyone, you know. Yeah. And of course, you, you rolled the engagement into the whole thing. Then, like, oh God, I know. Like we were on such a high. We got engaged on the first of August, and then like four weeks later, we came literally crashing down. You know, like we were just. Oh, this year has just been so high and so low. Yeah. But looking forward to 22 now. We absolutely, really are. you are. Absolutely. Now, are you able to sing yet, Caroline? Yes. And, well, I haven't sung for 13 weeks. Um, but we had a band practice last weekend mm. um, and I said, look, I'll come to the practice and I'll see if I can sing, you know, belting out the songs with the neck brace. And you know what? I was able to do it. I actually started crying and everything. First song, I was like, oh, I can sing again. Mm. Um, it was amazing. So I'm hoping now 22, I'll be able to get back up on the stage. Even if I have to sit down for a few songs, it'll be fine. Because <laughs> an awful lot, an awful lot of singing, particularly those big songs, like that's in the neck and throat. Yeah. And you'd never realise that, though, like ever. Um, you wouldn't think of these things, like, you know, until it actually happens. And and the way, like, you kind of move your head around <laughs> while you're yeah. singing. I know I do anyway, but I'm so restricted at the moment. But look, I was able to do yeah. it at the weekend, mm. so I'm delighted. Did I hear you have a wedding over the Christmas? Yes, we're going singing for a wedding on the 28th. And um, all along, we didn't know if I was going to be there. And yeah. we had another singer on standby. Um, but Jen asked the, the the bride and groom, was it okay if Caroline came to the wedding and she sat up for a few songs and sat down for a few songs? She just won't be able to run around the crowd. But look, there's COVID anyway. I can't yeah. really run around the crowd anymore. Go. How great is it going to feel to be back? I think I'll actually start crying for a couple of songs. <laughs> <laughs> the bride and groom be like, ah, she should have stayed at home. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me about the plans for, for Christmas Day. How are you going to spend it? Oh, my dad is going to come down anyway Christmas Day and we're going to spend it all together. Um, and Ellie's dad is going to come down as well and we're all going to be together opening presents from Santa and just enjoying every single moment. Everything is just going to be amazing. I really am looking forward to it so much. Will it mean even more when you look over and think, crikey, only for yeah. a split second? 
oh, literally, like, how how easy it is for your life to be just whipped away from you in a split second. And, you know, like, I'm, all, I'm always a very grateful person anyway, but I am so, so grateful the mm. outcome, what has happened, and that we're both alive and we're, we're doing fine, you know, because it could be so different. Or I'm just so grateful that it happened when it did, because imagine if it happened now and I was in hospital for Christmas Eve for missing go. Santa. I already missed her communion, yeah. you know, so... No, no, I'm so, so happy now for the way it all turned out. Well, you and Jen and Ellie and everybody around you have a wonderful Christmas. It's been great talking to you every so often here. You, I'm going to have to hear you sing live very early in 2022, Caroline. Fingers crossed. Thank you so much. You take care. Happy Christmas to everyone. Thank you. You too, PJ. Patrick, our chance to say congratulations to you. You were talking to Casey and Ross after the, the final itself. So, so well done. You're going to be in London for Christmas, but... Has the winning settled with you yet? Do you know what? It only kind of just has, really. I mean, we the show was pre-recorded, so I've actually kind of known since October time, really, the result of the show. But it has been, you know, a complete state secret that we that we'd keep it entirely to ourselves. Now, my immediate family knew, but I had no, I hadn't told any friends or, you know, the aunts and uncles were all going mad asking me watching it every week and you know oh, am I going to be singing this week um, so no it is, it is brilliant really now that it's kind of all out there in the open and I can I can tell who I like and all the rest of it How hard is it to keep something like that a secret? It's impossible <laughs> it's so difficult especially when it started airing because people know you're on it and they also know that it's pre-recorded you know what I mean people know it's they know that you know so it's really hard to try and you know tell people that you'd love yeah. to tell them but like contractually I cannot, you know what I mean? It's tough. And I mean, sure, I, t- I tell anyone anything. Like, I, I, you know, I talk to the wall, so it's particularly difficult for me because people expect me to just chat away to them and tell them everything. Yeah. You, yourself and Caroline, who came second, like, you'd been sharing a car up and down to Dublin. Yeah, I mean, so, um, yeah, so I'm I'm based in London a lot of times, so I've, I've no car in, in, in Ireland. And me and Caroline were, were, were driving up and down for... Um, for filming and stuff and she's I didn't know Caroline before but she's just such a lovely girl and her partner Jen is great as well um, from from Sparkle they're just great like and, and like I say we were having a great laugh coming up and down in the car and it was just so frightening then when, when it was only you know a day or two after the final that Caroline had her, her, her awful accident and then of course to, for her to be second behind you Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? If if anyone else was to win, I would have loved for it to have been Caroline. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And we did these kind of interviews as well anonymously for for RTE on the website before the final, and it said, "Oh, who would you like to have win?" And I said, "Well, if it couldn't be me, I'd love it to be Caroline because you know she's from Cork." Yeah. And then Caroline's interview said the exact same thing: "I'd love it to be Pat because he's from Cork." <laughs> <laughs> so you're in you're in London for Christmas. Is it for safety mostly? It is. I mean, I've been extremely lucky because I've been coming back and forth so much um, recently, and I've been very fortunate that I've that I've managed to to steer clear of the COVID. But it just it's just so risky because I stay at home with my parents when I'm in Ireland, and there's you know the young kids around and stuff, and I just I just feel like I don't attempt fate anymore. So we'll um, we'll hook up again in 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 January when things have settled down again, yeah. a bit, hopefully. Musical theatre is your big thing. You were in, and I haven't seen it yet. And everyone tells me it's the funniest thing they've seen in years. You were in the Book of Mormon before the pandemic? I was. So um, we just came down one day to warm up as normal and they did, uh, our company manager came out on this stage and they just said, look, um, we're going to have to, we're going to have to cancel the show. Um, and we were thinking to ourselves, so, you know, you know, maybe it'll be a week or maybe two weeks. It'll be yeah. crazy. And then, you know, here we are kind of 18 months later 
Um, but it's crippling. Like the industry is, is on its knees, and they'd a lot of shows had only just kind of reopened, and again they're they're being um, curtailed with 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 cast members who have COVID because it's such um, confined spaces and stuff in the wings sure, and dressing sure. rooms, and when you're dancing and singing on stage, like you know, it's just it's such close quarters that it just rips through a cast like that. So it's really difficult. Do you know, Patrick, I, I have lots of friends in the music industry here at home, mm. and some around the world also, but. Maybe for a second, like, this is your living, this is your bread and butter. How has it felt to be trying to, and they say that, what is it, 80% of performers are out of work 80% of the time. So it must have been a very tough couple of years. It's you know what it's devastating like because it's it's hard in a couple of on a, for a couple of reasons. I mean, financially, one thing is okay. So we're all used to being out of jobs and stuff. If you're in the theatre between between jobs and when you're auditioning for stuff, you'll pick up other bits of work. But the problem during the pandemic was the bits of work that you'd be picking up would be at a bar or in a restaurant or in a cafe or front of house at a theatre, and all that whole industry just disappeared. So all of a sudden, we were used to picking up these jobs, but the jobs that we normally get they're not even there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're trying to find all these new, these new avenues to try and go down. Um, but the other thing is like, it's very difficult for, for people in the arts to kind of separate their job from their life. Yeah. It's such a big part of, of your identity. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more than just what you do for a living. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's almost, it's like a vocation, you know what mm. I mean? And then when there's no outlet for that, yeah. it's very tough and it's very difficult on people's mental health and all the rest of it. People always, always say, well, it, such and such a thing doesn't define me. But I think when you work in the arts, it kind of does. I think it, I think often it does because it it, the, the, it it starts at a much earlier point than other careers do. I've been singing and on stage since I've been 10 years old. Yeah. And I basically knew when I was 13 years old that I was going to go to London and, and do it. And, and do musical theatre professionally so I've been doing this a lot longer than other people have been doing their jobs you know what I mean it's not something that you kind of pick up after school or anything it's something that you love as a passion long before you get paid for it and then it's just a delight to get paid for it at some point you know mm-hmm. what I mean so the the big day Christmas day how will you spend it um, well I think we'll probably be spending it myself and my girlfriend in uh, in, 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 in these four walls I reckon because it's uh, it's getting fairly ropey over here now with with Omicron, so I just yeah. think we're going to try and play it safe. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the best thing. I think everyone's going to have a, a really quiet one again this mm. year. Do you know, it's infuriating, but sure, what can we do about it? And then Patrick plans for twenty twenty two. If and when you can get going again, would you go back to the Book of Mormon, or what's the story? Well, so I was actually very, very fortunate that when I was doing the show, um, uh, Irish songwriter Don Meskel, who has written yeah. for everyone across, around the world he got in touch with me um with this um christmas track that he had yes. that he has written um and he had it orchestrated by the budapest symphony orchestra and he'd been looking for um the kind of right voice to sing it for him and and luckily he, he got in touch with me and uh, we were able to do that and record the track um and it's called The Hour Before Christmas. But I would love to have the opportunity to do some more recording in Ireland, mm. do some more performing in Ireland, some more gigs. Because I think, again, like this is this all this is all very pandemic centric. But I think it really has has um, made me reflect on certain aspects of my life, as I'm sure it has many people. And I just want to be home more. You know what I mean? I just want to have the opportunity to get home and spend time with my family my parents and I've got nieces and nephews coming up now that that kind of start to know who I am you know what I mean and this doing you know six days a week in a show in the West End and then trying to come back in one day on a Sunday it's just it's no life you know what I mean and it's it's I'd just love to be able to get some more 
some more opportunities in Ireland and yeah. get a couple more things going here. So I've got the the flexibility. How, how to much would it mean? And I know for for every Cork artist, when you've been successful elsewhere to come and play on the stages of either the Everman or the Opera House to play in your own hometown. How much would it mean to you, Patrick, to play in your own hometown? Yeah, I mean, it would be incredible because it's kind of funny one because as a child and growing up, I've been on the Opera House and the Everman stage since I've been 10 years old, you know what I mean? But it's different when you come back and you've kind of, you know, you've, you know, sort of cut the mustard abroad and then you're kind of coming back and you've kind of got a much, it it fills you with pride in a way that that other things don't. I mean, I've been really lucky that I've performed in, you know, the the Albert Hall and the Palladium and the the Coliseum and all those places and they're phenomenal and, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it doesn't have that same kind of, punch that it has when you're back at home. Go on, Patrick, boy, go on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's different. Like, it's, it's, you know. I know. Before I let you go, and I will I will play the song, uh, because it's for the Toy Show appeal anyway. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, I was my, I was just going to say myself, my girlfriend, I've, I've been trying, She's her name's Georgia, and she's from Surrey, and I've been trying to get her used to the Toy Show for the last couple of years, because... I love the toy show, but it is completely bonkers. You know what I mean? Like, when you haven't seen it before, it's nuts. It's like trying to explain, as a Corkman, it's like trying to explain Barry's tea. It yeah. really is, you know? Like, so you, do you grow it yourselves? Oh, no, no, no. And is it Irish? No, 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 no. But it's Cork tea. Do you know? it's, it's like trying to and trying to explain the toy show to, to someone outside of Ireland. It's, it's a fool's errand. Yeah, you just need to embrace it. So good luck with everything. And by the way, you'll be with Georgia tomorrow for Christmas Day. Who would you like to mention that you would like to be with if you could? Um, well, I just, I'd just love to say a big thanks and a, and a love you to the family because they've been just so supportive. So that's um, my mum and dad, Martin and Nula in Banlock, uh, and the brothers and sisters, Joanne, Roisin, Jerry, and Danny, the whole lot of them spread across the country and, and out in Dubai as well. All right, you'll see them soon. Have a wonderful Christmas, Patrick, and congratulations so again on the win. And we will talk, you and I, in 2022. I look forward to it. Now, during the year, we caught up a couple of times with a man who had a very, very interesting personal story. I speak of Stefan Doyle, young Irish lad who took part in the Romanian X Factor. He was adopted as a small, a small baby from Romania, grew up in Ireland and ended up on the Romanian X Factor. And it all took off for him. And Stefan Doyle uh, has become a friend of the show. We've chatted to him a couple of times. So we've chatted to him for Christmas, but he's also done something very, very special for us uh, to bring us close to the end of the show. We'll hear from him next. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call in person or call them now. They don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. CMIG.ie Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Call us now. 1850-715-996 On Cork's 96FM. Stefan, we took a particular interest in your story, not just because it was an Irishman in a foreign X Factor, but an Irishman with such a a relevant story to to that country. Now that it's all calming down a bit, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, Again, (laughs) I'm doing good, to be honest with you. Um, Yes, yeah, you're dead right. It is calming down a lot. A whirlwind, I suppose you could call it. You, You got to the semis in the end. I did, yeah. 
very blessed to get to the semi-finals and uh, honestly I couldn't believe my luck really I mean I thought in the auditions at the very start I was just under the full impression of myself that I was I, I was going to get sent home and I wasn't going to get any yeses so to get to the semi-final alone was just something spectacular and out of this world it was like a dream so um, in the semi-finals then I was really essentially I was up against one other guy um, Nick uh, Cascario is his name and he's from uh, Italy and of course beforehand we had befriended each other and we, we um, became great friends as a matter of fact and when it did come to the deadlock and, and it came to the decision for a lot of Dana to make the decision between myself and Nick um, you could hear a pin drop in the place and it was a kind of a gut punch um, in a sense and it was it really got me but what I was kept thinking was okay I did it. I got to the semi-finals. I didn't even think I'd get. I didn't even think I'd get past the flipping audition. And I right. got to this. Here I am. I have performed many songs, not just one. Many songs on a on a worldwide stage, um, and uh, there is, is is a huge amount of exposure. And to be honest with you, it's it's a huge launch as well for anybody who has a a, a budding career in music. It's it, it's a huge launch for you. Yeah. Was there a lot of travelling involved? Because obviously you, you had to mm -hmm. go over and back a few times. There was, yes. Every time, I mean, I had to, to partake, I had to go over. And how they were filming it was, we see now we can say things, how they were filming it was um, they, uh, they were filming it in, uh, you know, behind schedule. So they'd film it and then it would come out on TV in a week or two or three, four weeks time. Mm, yes. um, so because it wasn't live and they did that because of COVID. Otherwise, they would have done it like any other year with X Factor. They would have done it live how much of a, a panic the business yeah. is as well as a, a whirlwind it's just I, that's how i could describe it is it was a it was a, a big positive panic you know that's what it was it was like okay you're going to get in, into wardrobe now okay now you're going to get your makeup done okay now you have to go out there for an interview okay no actually don't go out for an interview come back here and and you're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you know, and then all of a sudden before you've finished anything, they're just talking at such a speed and then they're like, okay, now have you looked into that camera you have? Okay, you've said your piece. Okay, come up here, do the little beauty shot, walk up here. Okay, by the way, now you're on stage, go. And, and you don't have any Romanian, which... Are... <laughs> and you don't have any Romanian, exactly. So they're speaking to you in pidgin English. So that's even harder, you know. It's like, you go here and now. And like, I go where now. There's all that adventure, Stefan, which was brilliant. Massive adventure. And, and then there's what else happened. And you yeah. now are heading into Christmas with your family here, your, your, your partner and your, and your little girl, and your yeah. whole new family in Romania. How does that feel? I know. Well... I tell you, I've if I don't know. Okay, um, I know I'm supposed to know the correct answer for a lot of the questions that have been asked to me um, over this period. And to be honest, this question that you've asked me, I just don't know how I feel. Obviously, it, it feels incredible. It mm. feels amazing, mm. and um, I know that it's a colossal positive thing in my life. But at the same time, I'm kind of thinking, wow, how did it happen? Yeah. You know, how did from last year? to now how did that change such a change occur in one year i mean in one year it just all went boom and now you know i am spending obviously spending christmas uh, a very locked up christmas but i'm still spending my locked up christmas with my beautiful family and um now not only that but i'm not spending it with my newfound family but 
in a sense or in a virtual sense uh, online i am spending it with them Very as well nice. you know so it's uh, it's it's uh, it's crazy because i would have never been able to say before yeah i'm spending family with my brothers with my sister but now i can you know uh, so it's a little bit odd for me at the same time but it's still it's still incredible you're you're, di- you're digesting it slowly and and and, and, that's, am, and yeah. that's the best way so so the plans now stefan for for 2022 if you can ever get back to proper full-time performing that's where you're headed yeah well yeah i mean look personally i believe um or not believe but i i um well i'm pretty close to believing uh that i don't think we'll ever get back to proper performing or or i don't think we ever will um but hopefully we'll get back to some manner of performing because the the business of musicians and that as i think everyone knows are sick of hearing it now is that that you know it's 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 incredibly horrible they're drowning and there's nothing there for them and i think everything will be online for a while yeah which is good i mean it's it's, it's good that there is that outlet um but it's you know it's annoying as, as well but for me for me now um as i've kept trying to say uh, especially in the interview they did directly after i was <laughs> i was um voted off uh, i said the exact same thing which is look I will thank my followers, I'll thank my fans, I'll thank everybody who has supported me, and you ain't seen nothing yet. Because the truth is, is that now, thank God, I have three big things in the pipeline. Um, They were already uh, uh, an idea beforehand whilst I was doing X Factor, and now they are going to come into fruition, and they are big. All right, and I can't obviously divulge on what they are, but they will they will be uh you'll see and hear far more about them next year um not going to give a date or time yet, but next year definitely, and um I'll be very, very excited to share them with yourself and 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 everybody else you know well well we we, we took a real interest in in your story for for any number of reasons, and we're glad we did mm-hmm. we're so glad that you joined us again for Christmas, delighted for you, and I was myself and still am, I suppose, in a way, for, me, for many years, uh, an activist for adoption and reunion. So I'm yes. so personally thrilled for you, man, that it's all gone so well. And I wish well, you every you. success. Every success for thank the future. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. You have a great Christmas. That's uh, Stefan Doyle. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.